You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for the Thursday, February 4th. My name, as always, is your host with sometimes, only sometimes the most, Javier Reyes of this here Lockdown Padres Podcast. Guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please reach out to me there. Either those accounts interact, say your thoughts, what have you. You can do that just as Mr. Andres Rivera did at Andy underscore 6253. He alerted me. He said he was a fan of the, the top five, uh, or I'm sorry, the top 20 moments of the 2020 season. But then he made a good point. He reached out and asked, hey, Javi, what's going on? You know, how did you not mention that big doubleheader game against the Mariners earlier on in the season when they came back from 7-3, you know, and also keep in mind this is the, the doubleheaders this year. It was in the seventh inning, uh, which is actually, by the way, a rule that I really like. Just just for the record, I actually like that if we have doubleheaders, they're, they're seven innings games. I actually really enjoyed that. hope maybe they'll uh, implement that next season. I'm not totally sure. We'll see. We'll see what the heck baseball is up to. But he said, hey, man, uh, that was one of the moments where I was honestly like, this team is different. This team is exciting. Like, we do not give up at all. I would think even that would be an honorable mention. And you know what, Andres? You're right. I don't think that would have made, like, my top 20 for sure. But it is an honorable mention. The home run from Myers alone was just really awesome. <laughs> like, it was one of those, he's pointing at the bench and everything. It was fun. It was fun. And it was a lot of big hits from a lot of different people, including guys like Eric Hosmer, who I notoriously, uh, early on in the early days of this podcast, was very down on. Uh, so, yeah. Andres, thank you for reaching out. You're right. I should have included that at least in the honorable mentions for sure. Be sure to go listen to each of the four parts of the top 20 plays, including the honorable mentions, guys. I'd greatly appreciate that. But without further ado, let's get into the conversation. That was that was pro- highly prophesized. Not just highly anticipated, but highly prophesized. It's written in the scriptures of Padre's lore, of the Friar Faithful lore, that this podcast episode was coming up. I've been teasing it for like a month now. I am talking with Stacey Gatsoulis of Locked On Yankees about the CC Sabathia documentary. Really fun conversation. Not as much about uh, Padre's baseball necessarily, but it's a documentary. And I think that everybody should check it out because it's something that's more unique to... See, Sabathia for sure, but not unique in terms of just something that a lot of people deal with, which is addiction. So uh, here we go, guys. Without further ado, let's go. All right, everybody. As promised, as prophesized, I'm being joined by a very special guest. That is Miss Stacy Gatsoulias of Lockdown Yankees. Before I let her speak, because I know she's dying to talk about what we're talking about today, just I really think that this is one of those, you know, people might be wondering, why do I have another, why do I have Stacey back on the podcast? It's the Yankees. It's the American League. Are you, are you betraying your Padres there? Are you going back to Yankees roots? No, I actually think that this is a fun opportunity to talk about what I think was an actual real sports documentary that came out. Unlike the thing that happened over the summer, the Law God Summer documentary, which was a fake documentary by all by how I feel anyway. But uh before we get into that and I go all that, that diatribe of that rabbit hole. Uh Stacy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? 
I, I'm doing fantastic. I think that you know we're recording this on like Christmas Eve, so the mood I'd say we're in it. We're in a like at least I'm in a cheerful mood because I do celebrate Christmas, and it's just a, a happy kind of vibe. It's, and it also means that we're closer to the end of this godforsaken year known as 2020. Which I know that the Padres were good, but aside from that, yeah, not not a great year overall for sure. Right. It's uh, it, you know, it feels like the last how many months have gone by really slow. And then I woke up mm-hmm. this morning and I thought, oh, my God, it's Christmas Eve. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, it's very it just it just decides time decides. It's been you know how like sometimes your computer, for example, or your Wi-Fi will just decide to work. Time has kind of been like that in 2020 where it just it decides to be regular or it decides to move at a pace of like one centimeter. It just kind of makes up its mind as it goes. That's really what this black hole of a year has been like. Um, right. And, you know, let me tell you, but I, and also just, I really excited to talk about this documentary. Um, firstly, I think let's just, let's just get kind of right into it. Did you like it? I loved it. Loved I it. Really, I really did. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I didn't watch it live on Tuesday when it aired. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of a weirdo and I like watching things by myself because if I'm watching with someone else and they talk, I get pissy. Because mm-hmm. I want to watch and listen and absorb everything. So I waited mm-hmm. till everyone else went to bed and I watched it uh, around midnight, Tuesday night mm-hmm. into Wednesday. And I'm glad I watched it by myself because I cried a few times, which is mm-hmm. embarrassing. Um, but I, I thought it was great. I, I think it'll be, um, I think people who don't particularly care for baseball should watch it because it yeah. doesn't only have to do with baseball. I think it's a very important documentary. It shows um, other people who are struggling with the same stuff that Cece was, that there is another side, like there is light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel. And yeah, I, I thought it was really great. Mm-hmm. I think that I agree. I think that and I alluded to the Long Gone Summer documentary, which came out over the summer, the Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire race, where I call it a fake documentary because I don't understand how you spend an hour and 45 minutes talking about their home run race, acting like it was perfectly adorable and being nostalgic over this. <laughs> it's like the ultimate like older white guy being nostalgic over this stuff. And then what everybody who ever has watched baseball even lightly knows about those two is the steroids thing. And you just spend 10 minutes on it. It's like spending, uh, I know your boy, uh, I think it was Bill Simmons made this comparison, which I agreed with, uh, said, you know, it's kind of like doing a Nixon documentary, but only spending the last 10 minutes on Watergate. Like just, it was just, it was just baffling to me that that's the route that they went. And the whole time I watched that documentary going, what are we doing? Why are we acting like this is the story here? It didn't make any sense to me. This documentary kind of went in the ultimate opposite direction of that, where it really, I mean, it talks about CC Sabathia as a player for sure. It goes through it, goes how much baseball meant to him, like all sports documentaries. But this is really a, a documentary about recovery and addiction. And it was so vulnerable. And I, I genuinely was not expecting that uh, in this way. Maybe it's just because I'm coming off of this this other documentary from over the summer that didn't feel authentic at all, as opposed to this where I was just like, wow. And, you know, I'd argue, and as I think I've talked to you about this before, the Yankees are my original team and they, you know, still I still have some love for them and I will root against Boston till the day I die. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I grew up and CeCe was, was great. I loved CeCe and I remember, you know, he's had his moments. They talk about briefly, they talk about, I mean, he might be one of the greatest trade deadline acquisitions back when it happened with Milwaukee. Like he genuinely led them to the playoffs. He was a true workhorse. Uh, three days rest, no problem. I'd argue that 
out of all the Yankees that I can remember the last like at least like 15 years, he might have like the, just the highest approval rating among them. I know you have Jeter. Jeter, of course, would probably be right there, same tier level. I think Mariota, what he was playing when we, uh, when we knew less about some of his beliefs, oh. I think was probably at 100 percent approval rating. Um, <laughs> but he's definitely one of those guys that you would freak out if you heard anybody that didn't like him. Even my friend, who's a Red Sox fan, like loves CC Sabathia, right? And to see like that much of a figure that we all appreciate um, going through this and talking very candidly about. It. I mean, this isn't some like, yeah, man, I went through some tough times and. This is what happened. And then it cuts back to baseball. No, it like he details his days in rehab. He details what it was like when he I remember being shocked when Mm -hmm. uh, he announced that he was going to rehab. I think people forget like that really did just happen. Like it just it just the news just came out one day and there wasn't really any from the outside of us baseball fans kind of had any idea what he was going through. And I think the documentary really sheds a big light on that. Right. I think the first I think the first clue that we all had and they showed it in the documentary was when he was up in Toronto and he got into the fight outside of the club mm-hmm. and they had the oh, video true, of yeah. him mm-hmm. and it was just like whoa what the hell's happening with him and but mm-hmm. most people saw it as you know CC as a player always defended his teammates if someone yeah. was thrown mm-hmm. at he'd be the first one out of the dugout to defend them and a lot of people saw it that way where they thought, oh, maybe someone said something to his friend or his cousin or something. And that's why he got angry. No one really thought, oh, he's drunk out of his mind. And this is what's happening. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. the news came out that he was going into rehab and you thought back to that incident, you're like, OK, but it was still I mean, that was a punch in the face because the Yankees were preparing for the wild card, um, the wild card game against Houston that year. You know, it was a big that year was. You know, A-Rod came back. No one knew what he was going to do. He comes back. He hits 30 home runs. They make it to the wild card after not making the playoffs for two years. So that was a big deal. And then the day that they're going to play the wild card game, or it was the day before, the news comes out that CeCe's going into rehab. And mm-hmm. I remember, I think I I woke up to the news and I thought, am I having a stroke? What am I like? <laughs> Am I imagining this? Like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. It really was uh, just and everyone's reaction to it. Um, Fans, the sports meet, like no one knew how to react because it really did come out of nowhere. Yeah. And I think, I think you really hit the nail on the button. It was, it was truly, and and don't get me wrong. I, I understand that like when it comes to people who, who have addiction issues, it's not like we always, it's, it's so obvious, you know, a lot of people keep these things. Uh, cooked up inside and I think CC talks about that where he's like you know I just kind of rushed and went through the motions and just kind of try to continue the way he talks about like yeah I would just pitch on Monday then drink Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and then detox Friday Saturday like that was just so crazy it mm-hmm. speaks to you know on a on an unserious level it speaks to just athleticism I mean every I'm never it never ceases to amaze me some of the things that athletes go through on the side and then are still able to like, that's insane to me. Like yeah. I just, I, I like if I, if I, that's like if I, after a new year's party, like one year, I just decided to go, you know, run three miles. That's what it feels like. I, the idea of doing that, I almost just puked up just saying that just now, even <laughs> right. though I'm perfectly sober, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. Like it's just weird to think about. Um, and this was a documentary that really just decided to go for it. I think in a lot of ways in that respect. And I think that CC is one of those players that people are starting to really appreciate more and more, especially with the R2C2 podcast and all things that he's been doing uh, kind of off the field and his, 
you know, with the protests that happened earlier this year, I think you're right. And you touched on it earlier. Um, it's a great documentary for baseball fans, but also just people. Whoa, hold up just a minute, guys. Pause. We have to stop the conversation for a second. I need to tell you about something super important. You know what those are? They are built bars. They are the best protein bars. Wow, a lot of energy coming out of this one. They are the best uh protein bars on the market, guys. You know, I've they're they're just they're just so incredible. They're so yummy, they're so chewy, they're soft and easy to chew, covered in hundred percent chocolate. And my favorite part about them, guys, is variety. I like variety in regular day life. I like it when people are multifaceted and they have different aspects of their life. Well, Built Bar kind of sortly uh, attunes to that aspect of life that I like. They have 12 original flavors, coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. And not only that, but they have six amazing new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I will put it down and you guys can let me know if you disagree, but apple almond crisp, my favorite of all the flavors. That's right. And they knocked it out with all the six new flavors, by the way. Cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, the carrot cake especially, which might not sound like the type of flavor you'd want from a Built Bar, but trust me, it's real, real good. Uh, not only that, of course, they are protein bars, so that means they are healthy for you, right? They are great for the keto diet thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. So if that all doesn't sound great enough, which, I mean, it should it should, but not only that, on top of all that, guys, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your very next order. Remember, that is promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And now, transitioning out of the num-num, we're going to the vroom-vroom. You know what I mean? We're talking about cars, guys. We're talking about cars. And more specifically, we are talking about RockAuto.com. It is first and foremost, guys, it's a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 whole years. Go to RockAuto.com to to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even, even, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog, on top of all that, is also really easy to navigate, which is fantastic. Nobody wants to spend so much time navigating through all the pages for whatever vehicle that you need. Well, you can choose everything specifically very easily and at the prices you prefer. Best of all, of course, alluding to those prices, prices at RockAuto.com. I've said prices a lot of time. Prices, prices, prices. Prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why? Just ask yourself. You're smart people. You're listening to the Locked On Pirates podcast. That's how I know you're smart people. Why on earth would you spend up to twice as much money for the same parts? It doesn't make sense. No, it does not make any sense at all. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On and their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I think that one of my least favorite things about Long Gun Summer, I, I love how I'm just trashing on that documentary, but, um, you know, what? that's a very like, okay, if you really liked baseball, like if you really liked baseball and you're old and, you know, you're kind of this old curmudgeon guy that wants to pretend steroids didn't happen, then yeah, you might like it. But the real intrigue of that documentary was going to be the steroids thing. I thought it should have been an hour on Sammy Sosa McGuire and then an hour on steroids, not just for them, but the whole issue and how it kind of, taints baseball to this day and this documentary is very much like actually i would argue you don't have to be a baseball fan at all i mean yeah Mm -hmm. it would it'll have some appreciation for cc and you'll you'll remember what it was like seeing i mean 
a guy that you just never expected to have this to be going through this. But I really don't think you have to be a baseball fan. I think it's something that's just a genuine brief. You know, it's only like an hour long kind of viewing experience for people, uh, even though, you know, baseball documentaries aren't always that interesting. I thought that this one was certainly hit the bill as just being a documentary on life. I mean, think about it. it they only cover like the footage is only from the 2019 season. And right. that, I mean, like the footage that the new footage that they show is only from the 2019 season. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think the footage was all that interesting. I thought it was just like, all right, cool. Here's and like, it's cool for Yankees fans. That's the most baseball part of the documentary is seeing the footage of like, oh, he's saying bye to Brett Gardner and stuff like that. All Yankees fans, Brett Gardner is like one of my favorite players. Uh, and, you know, that stuff is cool. But for the most part, you don't have to be a fan. And I think that's a real strength of the documentary. Yeah. I, um, I was thinking about what you were saying about how a lot of people with addiction, you don't know what they're going through. And it's the same thing with, mental illness um there are a lot of people who seem to be fine in their outward life and then you come to find out after they've died by suicide that oh things weren't good at all i mean that happened with you had no idea about robin williams uh yeah. chris cornell mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. anthony bourdain yep Kate bourdain Wade, you know so addiction and mental illness are similar in that way and they go hand in hand because a lot of times people with mental illness will use alcohol or drugs to cope with their mental illness and i know that mm-hmm. cc was talking about um anxiety on top mm-hmm. of drinking and yeah. that caused him to drink a lot more because he'd be anxious about people finding out about him and he think mm-hmm. he'd think okay i'm just going to drink to get numb and this mm-hmm. will make me feel better um so i appreciated that part of it as well Um, I mean, he was, like you said, really vulnerable. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for someone like Cece Sabathia to show that much of himself to everyone, and even Amber, you know, Amber went through it with him since they were teenagers. And when you think about the seasons when he struggled from 2012 to 2015, and he just wasn't right, knowing what was happening now explains everything. And now you're thinking, mm-hmm. wow, I can't even believe that he didn't go to rehab sooner mm-hmm. because it's, of all the stuff that he was going through. Yeah, I mean, and it's and they do make a note. And I think I think he did. I think someone mentioned this before the document. Maybe it was some report. Maybe I'm making it up. I don't know. But I remember like some people were saying it's like the documentary loose to. Yeah, I mean, part of it was he's on the decline, like as a player now, uh, mm-hmm. like he was on the decline. I remember those years, too, where it was like. He had that like one final, maybe 2013 season. I can't remember for sure. I'm not looking at his like baseball reference page right now, but he pitched like a bunch of innings. And then the next year, we see what happens to a lot of pitchers who throw hard. They just kind of, if the velocity isn't there, they have to really adjust because you're not going to be able to make guys swing and miss and stuff like that anymore. And that's kind of what CC was going through. And they show like little clips of, it's it's amazing. Like, I mean, we are technically media, but it is amazing how much the industry could be like, you're unbelievable. Get him out of there. You know, it's like this guy, oh, what yeah. you guys a World Series? I mean, I know that New York could be crazy. And I know that, you know, you guys have arguably the craziest and Mike Francesa on the radio all the time. And I mean, I personally take joy in his craziness every now and then. But it's true. Like people, it really is like amazing how quickly people will flip. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I did like that they added that little semblance of their uh, in the documentary for sure. It's one of those things that, because my mom, as well as a huge CC Sabathia fan, I, I almost got there too. I remember when he talked about um, also his family 
we even touch on this, like his, his upbringing, the whole, yeah. you know, why, why the documentary is called what it is. And his, uh, you know, his father passed away right before, or was it, I think it was right when his son was born. He's like, we have to take this picture because this might be it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that really part, like got that him. That part really killed me. That was when I first yeah. started crying. I was like, oh my God, I had no idea he was going through <laughs> anything like that. And mm-hmm. I mean, he was much younger than I was when, I mean, I lost my dad when I was 40, but mm-hmm. you know, it's rough losing a parent when you're mm-hmm. not expecting to lose them and you find out they're sick and it's just, that always kills me in any, even a TV show. If I'm watching someone gotcha. watch a parent die, I just lose it. Um, and that part really, the part where he said he wasn't sure if he's going to make it to see little Seaborn, and yeah. he did. And there were a few pictures of him holding that baby and I just lost it. Yeah. Yeah. The pictures were really, yeah, that, that, that got me too. It was really, really powerful, I think in a lot of ways. And, you know, him talking about all that. Yeah. It's like, okay, we do the, the, the quintessential documentary of sports documentary. All right, here's the footage of him hitting. And yeah, we knew that he might be special and all this, you know, all those lines that they use. Right. But for me, what's so great about the documentary is I, I just can't stress that enough. I did not expect it to be this open and vulnerable at a topic. And I really applaud CC Sabathia. And I think it's one of those things that uh, everyone should see, even if they're not super baseball fans or sports fans of any kind, uh, it was really good. Was there anything that you thought maybe didn't work for you? Because I have like maybe one thing that didn't work for me. It might be a little nitpick, but anything that you thought the documentary was lacking in any way. Hmm. See, I liked it. I mean, I thought <laughs> it was, I did. And I thought the the timing was perfect because sometimes, like you said, some documentaries, they stretch things out so long and you're kind of thinking, okay, it shouldn't be this long. You know, where the hour and seven minutes worked for this one. Um, I'm trying to think because I watched it on Tuesday. I'm trying to think if there was anything that I. So for me, if this might trigger for me, my one nitpick of the documentary, I didn't like CC's narration of things. I thought it was really it was a little stiff. I, like when he was actually talking to the camera and stuff like that, when they're talking to people, it was great. I mean, that's some of the highlights of the doc, you know, him being completely um, uh, 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 authentic and whatever the word is, he's just cursing and all that stuff. He He's perfectly fine with just being who he is on camera. But when it was like talking over B-roll and stuff, it felt like he was reading off of a script. And, and it also sounded it, like he was yelling. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't feel right. He's like, and you know, that's just like he became a little bit more robotic for me. And that was right. it was odd considering I'm like, what, what 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 is going on? It's like, did you take a cue from Law God Summer? It's my fifth making fun of that thing on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, did you take a cue from that? And you have Mark Wagar, yeah, man, you know, I just I knew I was good. It's like, did you decide to become robotic? Did someone to tell you to tone it down for some reason? Uh to stop your being so unfiltered? I don't know. That was just a minor complaint of mine where I was like, this is a little distracting. Just show him on the camera again. You know, see him show him talking to the camera. I'm just being himself. I, I just thought that as a narrator, it didn't quite work. Maybe they could have had someone else narrate that. I don't know. I don't know who you would have gotten or how that would could would have fit. But uh, that was just my only kind of main gripe, if any, with the documentary. Right. It sounded like he was reading an audiobook script. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Exactly. You know? Like an audiobook script. Exactly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that I that's one thing that bothered me a bit because as you said, you know, when he was talking to the camera and being himself like I just I love CC so much. I love that he doesn't care yeah. that he curses every other word. Um, <laughs> which made me worried when he was, you know, he was doing the Nets game the other night and I was afraid that he was <laughs> oh, yeah. say something bad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because he people... said that too. He was like, oh man, I'm scared to, to call games because I feel like I'm going to say something bad. Well, I thought it was interesting because a lot of people were like, well, now that CeCe's out of baseball, but he's still living in the New York area, um, mm-hmm. he should do Yankee games. And apparently he has a beef with Michael Kay that I didn't know about. Really? Yeah, that's why he won't do Yankee games. He joked that it was because he didn't want to wear a suit, but it came out that he has a beef with Michael Kay. I don't know exactly what the beef is. I need to find this out because I love any kind of conflict like that with Michael Kay. I mean, I think it's funny that Michael Kay had um, a nearly 20-year grudge with Mike Mussina because he didn't react. Like when Moose first came over to the Yankees, he has a very dry, sarcastic sense of humor. And I think he said something to Michael Kay that Michael Kay didn't appreciate. And Michael Kay was just trashing Moose during every Hall of Fame season. And when Moose finally got elected, you could tell that it pissed Kay off. (laughs) (laughs) I love sports beefs. I love sports beefs so much. They're some of the greatest things in the world. It's it's always sad when you see people that actually make up, I think, sometimes. But for the most part, I feel like they end up – I love sports beefs. I don't know if you watch – SB Nations, they've got like a series that's beef history between athletes. It's just an absolute delight every single time. Like like Jeter and A-Rod, they have one of Jeter on A-Rod. That, that's just sublime and it's perfect. Like when the two of them were on that Wall Street business TV oh, show, yeah. whatever, and you could just tell. I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. Yeah, that like A-Rod's funny. trying his best to act like nothing's wrong. And the Jeter's like, I just can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, incredible I, stuff all the way around. What I think is funny about the Jeter A-Rod thing is I know someone who um, worked for the Yankees and behind the scenes, people actually liked A-Rod better than Jeter. Oh, man. A-Rod was a little more generous with his money and his time when it came mm. to the rookies. So, okay. Yeah. yeah like, A-Rod, A-Rod does strike me as a student of the game type. Yeah. Yeah, he bought them suits. He would take mm-hmm. every rookie out and buy them three suits. So they had something to wear because, you know, the Yankees have to wear suits on road trips. I'm yeah. sure Stinky loved that. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. That's that's hilarious, though. What, what an amazing twist. Have you enjoyed A-Rod's post, uh, not not post-career, but the, the media side of his career? Because I know that that's like, in our Locked On chat, every time this guy is calling a game, it's just nonstop bashing of him in the chat. It's amazing. Well, this is what bothers me about it. He's so good at post-game stuff on Fox mm-hmm. and yeah. hitting and explaining strategy and stuff like that. And I feel like ESPN does this to everyone who calls their games. It, they dumb them down and make yeah. it, it feels like they make them say the dumbest things because ESPN games aren't even about the games anymore. Yeah, it's just I, – I, I think – I, I agree, though. I don't think he's – I think that the when he first burst onto the scene with, with Pete Rose, I'm like, make this the baseball equivalent of, like, what TNT has with Barkley, Kenny Smith, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and Shaq. Like, just make it like that. Have former athletes who have, like, a, like you know, you've got the Ortiz, Yankees route. The Yankees lose. Like, it's always fun, like, seeing them. That is awesome. Like, I was like, this is – Finally, it's like baseball's been looking for something like this forever. You have like the calm one, then the two rivals, and then the moderator. Like, I was like, this is good. And then you hear him call game. It's like, you know, Jordan, Ali, Aaron Judge, which is like one of the greatest calls I've ever heard in my life that I think he was being serious about. And just the regular games, it's like the chemistry isn't there. But the post game stuff, I'm always like, this guy's good. And honestly, my last take of the podcast, um, I know people were, I think after the last dance came out right now, everyone's talking about, Oh, which, 
who what other athletes do you think should have the last dance style documentary the answer is none the only other one that i could think of that maybe would have been appropriate was Muhammad ali but he's not here anymore obviously um mm-hmm. r.i.p um i actually think one that would be amazing is alex rodriguez because you could make like you can make it a half like a rise and fall story there's more of a story that guess what core four all right they were good baseball players that's how most people are going to view those guys yeah jeter's interesting to a degree um but it's not like i don't feel like you're gonna hear that much they're doing that tom brady documentary now. who cares all right he's yeah. he was he's an all-time quarterback do you know anything about tom brady that's like a story or interesting i don't think so uh i think a-rod could make for a fascinating documentary of like these three-act play of like the the rise in Seattle and being one of the stars of the game. Then to the Yankees, we have all the Jeter drama and then to him finally winning and then to the steroids and then to him redeeming itself for the media. I actually think he could make for a fascinating documentary. Sure. I think so. Great. I'm glad you agree. Um, Stacy. I feel like we've talked uh, a whole bunch on this. I really like the documentary. I recommend everyone checking it out. Um, even more so, I recommend everyone check out Stacy's podcast, which is locked on Yankees and where can people find you on Twitter? I am at Stace Gotts. Dope. Really fun Twitter account there. She's obsessed with Degrassi uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. It's it's one of the more random subplots of my Twitter timeline. I'm always <laughs> like, okay, Stacy, it's like it'll be like four o'clock uh, in the afternoon or whatever. And then I'll just, you know, it's oh, oh, here's the here's the new uh here the Chargers are losing and all oh, the Jets are playing. Oh, the Jets just lost their top pick. And Stacey's like, hey, you know, my favorite episode, Degrassi, is season two. This I'm like, okay, <laughs> I just never know what to expect. Uh she's great on there. I recommend following her. It's a it's a great follow. Uh definitely get spicy on there. I once ranked her as in the S tier of locked on accounts who are most likely to be suspended. So if that doesn't entice you to follow her, that I don't know what will. Yeah, I've actually been suspended. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I rest my case. Uh, Stacey. Yeah, I'm proudly blocked by Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I'm- Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer, big uh, Padres fans are a big fan of him right now, which before you hate on us, you know, give us give us a break. We want a really good player. We're, we're never good. Leave us alone. We're a little blinded by that. Yeah, no, take him because I don't want the Yankees to get him. <laughs> oh, man, I kind of do. I just I just want to see what happens. I don't know. Part of the chaos enthusiast inside of me is just curious to see what happens in that regard, I guess. Um, but with that all said, uh, Stacey, it's been a blast having you on. Um, I think the last time I had you on was back in, I don't know, like April when we talked about our favorite reactions to the Astro scandal from players. Perhaps we'll get some more fun reactions for players to talk about in the future. But uh, oh, until wait, then, I hope wait, you uh, one more have a great thing. holiday wait. season. What? Wait, What's wait. up? Stacey, when he was in the car after he hurt his shoulder during the uh, ALCS against the Astros, and he was in the car with his wife, and he called them effing a-holes. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's been very – I love the vote. Yeah, we have to add that to the power rankings. Yes. <laughs> I think that's like at least – because that one's in movie form. I mean, that one's going to be in stride forever for sure. I mean, I still think Rizzo's was up there too. I think that – who was the one who – was it Araldis Chapman that brought a trash can? Who, I forgot which it was that we ranked as like our favorite. I forgot which one. Or Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez was the favorite, my favorite one, but he was just like, you know, if I hit that hit, I would have taken off everything. <laughs> right, right. He said. Yeah, that was an amazing quote. Uh, but yeah, until that time, maybe when we do that uh, podcast uh, for the next season, uh, Stacy, it's been a blast. I hope you have a great holiday season. You too. 
and zip zappity doo ba boingo everybody that does it i don't know why i came up with that phrase for the outro of my <laughs> interview podcasts or whatever but it is indeed my outro we are done discussing uh the cc sabathia documentary with stacy gotsley's of locked on yankees be sure to check out her podcast guys send her some nice reviews send her some good vibes and everything uh stacy's awesome and i love talking about this documentary with her but it isn't the only podcast that i highly recommend you guys check out right Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our brand new, brand new Locked On Network podcast, Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski, the legendary, iconic Peter Bukowski, one of the greats, one of the greats, hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts, including and maybe every now and then yours truly may show up on that thing. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Really great. Right on your early morning commute, whatever it is. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast, guys. Definitely want to check that out. Really good pod. Highly recommend it. And in terms of the future of this podcast, guys, what you can look forward to is I assume I'm posting my chat with uh, Bryce Paterik, uh tomorrow. I think I'm going to post part one of that because it's we, we talked for a while. And actually, I just kind of realized that um, we're approaching my 200th episode. So I think I'm going to officially start saying, hey, put, I think I'm going to do a mailbag for that episode. I have it confirmed, though, for sure. Stay tuned for Friday's episode to determine what exactly uh, we're going to be doing for my 200th episode. But uh, with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wh- wherever. Just search it up, and I guarantee you'll find it. And while you're at it, if you don't mind, Look me up on the Apple Podcast app and send me some five-star reviews. I would greatly appreciate that. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful enemies, take care.